Integration. Anyone who works with multiple software tools knows how hard it can be to pull off and knows how important it is. Here at Esker, we've developed our own integration with Microsoft Dynamics. I'm Scott Leahy, and this is Esker On Air. We're joined today by Michael and Jeremy uh, from Esker to talk about this. So, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. So in my intro, I talked just a little bit about integration. Uh, so this might be a layup for the two of you, but what are some basic ways companies are utilizing integration today? Yeah, so companies use all sorts of different software uh, to run their business. Um, I think I think one of the one of the simplest places where data needs to integrate that I can think of is like um, with human capital management. So let's say uh, you want to put job postings out on indeed.com. You want job candidates to submit their resume, maybe enter some personal information. And then if you actually go to hire those people, you don't want to have to key in all that information again when you finally hire them. Or even if you just conduct an interview, you don't want to have to necessarily rekey that information into your internal HR application. And so you'd want data to flow from Indeed where the posting is into your internal HR software. And so that's that's one place where uh, integration is is really crucial for time saving and for data consistency and accuracy. So Michael, now that we've described why integration is important to companies, what can you tell us about uh, your perspective on how Esker has been helping customers move from on-prem or those those local servers to the cloud when it comes to their ERP? We're seeing all the major ERP providers try to move their customers to the cloud. Microsoft's trying to consolidate people to their new Dynamics suite. SAP is trying to get their customers into the uh, SAP cloud solution. Oracle's trying to move people to Fusion. And um, we've seen that trend happening kind of slowly over the years. So I think my sense is that a lot of our customers are still using on-prem and that's probably going to stay that way for the immediate future but we we are seeing a shift and you know whenever that shift happens that that's going to completely call the integration into question i mean integrating to an on-prem solution is is totally different from integrating to a cloud solution a lot of times and so it's something that has to be revisited, reopen up. It's almost, it can sometimes even be like a, an opportunity for a re-implementation or a new version deployment of, of the Esker solution. So um, yeah, I guess to answer your question, it's something we're seeing a lot of. We're, we're, I think we're seeing it ramp up in the last year. And um, it, it means we're engaging a lot more with, with existing customers to, to re-implement either just the integration or even take it as an opportunity to revisit their Esker de deployment more generally. You mentioned uh, integrating with on-prem. It's different than integrating with the cloud. So in your words, you know, how are those types of integrations different? Yeah, so in the past, um, the not-so-distant past, uh, a lot of your business applications were running on servers hosted by your company. You know, you'd, you'd buy the software like QuickBooks or Outlook, it would be installed on an actual server. You maybe you'd 
people remember to come in a cardboard box. And so getting data to flow between those different applications was a matter of moving data around on servers that you already had. Maybe it was just setting up the right queries that move data from place to place. You know, imagine if instead of being on the cloud, Facebook and Instagram were things you installed on your actual desktop. And if you post something on, on Facebook, you want it to appear in Instagram, well, you'd have to write a script on your computer that goes and finds that file on the Facebook directory, wherever things are stored, uh, copies that, and then moves it to the Instagram directory on your computer. And it's just moving data from place to place. With the cloud, though, a lot of these applications went from being hosted on your company's servers to being hosted in the cloud. And so the way you move data between applications is now a lot less obvious. You don't have these directories on your locally hosted servers. You don't have this data in your own databases that you own necessarily. And so now you're sort of beholden to whatever these cloud op applications offer you to move data in and out or between uh, different software. I don't know, Jeremy, do you have anything to add to that? What are your, any thoughts on that transition from the you know, local applications into the cloud? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, you hit it on the head when talking about um, the limitations of the way we used to use software and even hardware devices, how those two interacted with one another and the correlation it brings to the relationship between the IT team that's managing your business and your actual business users. So that evolution going back to the 1950s when people and businesses were using mainframes. There was a small percentage of highly trained individuals that were managing that IT infrastructure and they would go to the business and say, this is how you have to work. This is what you have to do because this is the limits we have to work within because the technology could only do so many things. Flash forward to the early 2000s and technology can do a lot more. It was becoming mobile. Um, in, in 2010, we had the, uh, the emergence of the iPad. So you had this flip from IT saying, this is what you have to do business because these are the tools that we can provide and support for you to now business executives were using these cool things at home that they would bring to the office and say, hey, IT, I want to use this, make it work. So now IT was was a, a little bit caught off guard because of the decades previous being able to dictate what was used as a business tool to now they're being told, nope, I want to use something at work that I use in my life at home because that's that's more interesting for me. That makes work more fun for me. And 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 as we've seen the work-life balance has really become to the forefront or come to the forefront of, of how people are hired, how people staff their teams. So now we see IT and business coming together in an unprecedented way because it's not one group is dictating to another. It's business identifying their challenges communicating that to IT and IT going out and finding the technology-based tools to help solve those business problems. And bonus, it's easier for the IT folks to manage those new cool cloud applications. I think the, I think the one thing I would want to add um, 
with the way things have changed is that uh, again when you have locally hosted data you have a lot of back-end access to your data and it uh has a lot of weapons they can use to get that data integrated and as applications move to the cloud it is more and more beholden to whatever those applications offer and so there's a bit of a learning curve that it has to overcome to get these things to integrate and that does place uh, a bit of a, a burden on IT to figure all this out. They, they have to learn lots of different applications and they have to learn how these things integrate. And they don't have that maybe um, level of control that they once had when things were hosted locally. They could have this kind of backdoor access to everything. All right, well, well, knowing all of that, how exactly, how does Esker's new MS connector relate to this shift and, and these trends? Yeah, so I don't think I have to tell any of the listeners D365 uh, is the Microsoft Cloud suite of products um, and their flagship kind of a large enterprise ERP is finance and operations. And um, that's that's sort of the logical next step for current AX2012 customers, um, even some like Great Plains customers who are moving off of that as that kind of moves toward end of life. Um, and it's a, I mean, it's great ERP. I've, I've spent a lot of time in it. Um, I, I like it. I can see why people like it. It feels like a Microsoft off, Office product. Um, but like we were just saying about all these cloud ERPs, you know, integration's not obvious. It's not like you're working with a, uh, a backend database in the way you might be familiar with on a, with an on-prem solution. And it presents this new challenge to IT and it's, you know, it's one more thing in IT's backlog. One more thing they have to figure out. One more thing they have to plan into their into their already limited time. Do all this data mapping. So what we did was we we took a really serious look at this ERP, um, and we thought, okay, we have we have a really strong integration with SAP. I think that's sort of our 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 bread and butter. We have a, I mean, we get compliments all the time on our SAP integration. It's really baked into our product. Um, and it's it's just a very good user experience. It's a very tight live integration. You have up to the minute data. When you click post on an invoice in Esker, it, it posts directly in SAP. It's all built on web services and APIs. And we thought, okay, we want that same quality of experience with uh, 365 finance and operations. So we worked with one of our consulting partners and we started to investigate this ERP. And we found that out of the box, Microsoft didn't really have anything to facilitate that. They had some APIs we could call, which was great. So we can do like live up to the minute data browsing, but there wasn't really a straightforward way to uh, post invoices, this is specifically a accounts payable connector. And so we thought, okay, we want to achieve that same quality of integration we're used to with our SAP connector. We want to have this very seamless, seamless integration experience between Esker and the ERP. So we decided to uh, build a basically an extension of D365 finance and operations. So we built some custom services that live in the ERP and they facilitate the transfer of data from Esker into finance and operations. So that allows us to validate invoices against up to the minute data in the ERP. So when you're when you open up an invoice in Esker and you see that it's been reconciled against purchase order lines, maybe two-way matched or three-way matched, that was all done. Uh, using a web service 
query to get purchase order data out of Dynamics 365 and, and match that to what was on the document from Esker. And then what's great too, is when you click post on the invoice, your workflow is done. You don't have to go approve some batch that's sitting in Dynamics 365. You don't have to uh, wait for some scheduler to, to run. Um, you click post in Esker, the invoice is posted in Dynamics 365. If it's successful, it'll return the voucher number. And if it's not, you'll get the error right then. I think the real value to the business team in having that real-time uh, communication between the Esker tools and Dynamics 365 sitting on the back end is that they're getting up-to-date information, but it's allowing them to post their invoices and move those invoices along to the payment process. So much of, of what automation brings is speed to the completion of the cash conversion cycle. So when we're extracting data, validating data, and there's those scheduled jobs that Michael talked about um, that have a little bit of lag time in between, now we've got more of a real-time integration with the ERP. Those, those uh, document processes can finish, and then the financial transactions can come into play. Those can happen a lot quicker. And then where the business sees the value then is the ability to pay vendors faster, to collect money from their customers faster. That all leads into better cash management, makes the treasurer happy, and ultimately leads to a healthier financial operations for that organization overall. And knowing all of that now, what it, so what makes the Esker integration uh, different than those options that, that have, been, have been offered? Well, yeah, I, th I think the I think the key features of our integration are um, I'll use the word synchronous and prepackaged. Uh, synchronous being what we what we talked about that there you, there's not these time delays, there's not these batches of large data sets or flat files moving back and forth between applications. It's really um, it's up to the minute. It's uh, when you're validating against data, when you're browsing the data that you have in your ERP, that's all up to the minute. Um, and when you click post, it's actually posting in the ERP. It's not going to some holding queue. And then that prepackaged part, again, IT doesn't have to figure out how to map, you know, here maybe Esker calls this field vendor number and it's called vendor ID in our, in our ERP. There's all this mapping between endpoints that IT would ha typically have to, have to do in any in integration. And with this, the prepackaged nature of our connector, it's just, it's done for them. And so as far as the timeline goes, uh, how does it normally, how long does it normally take for a web service integration to, to implement? Um, and how does Esker's FNO connector compare to that? I think the implementation timeline is, it's this big effort that IT has to go through to to really come to a deep understanding of two different applications. Um, you know, just because your organization uses finance and operations doesn't mean that IT knows all the different table names in the background and what each field means in each table. Um, these, these ERPs are, they have a massive software architecture and it's it's a lot of time for IT to figure that out. And so if, um, if they wanna integrate using a web service to move data in, that's great, but there's still this, um, there's still this burden of just understanding the ERP. And I think that's that's one of the big things that our 
our connector takes away. Again, it's, it's an easy button for IT. We've seen integrations with batch file moving. We've seen those take, they can take months, even up to years for IT to get the time, the bandwidth to do this data mapping, to figure out the Esker application, to figure out the, where the data is stored in their, uh, in their ERP with this prepackaged connector, that's all been done for them. Um, we're seeing implementations with this connector take as little as like two to three days. All right. Well, to close it out, you know, we, we've talked a lot here. We've talked general. We've talked technical. What are just a couple points that people should should take away from all of this? So it's it should be pretty evident that the allure to cloud applications is there. Um, people see these tools. They want to use them within their businesses. But there's got to be a real benefit to the business team. But the other piece of that is, is how do you convince IT who has to be a part of these software deployments um, to, to take it on, to add it to their priority list? Business teams are constantly jockeying for position on whose project gets budget allocation. And a big piece of that is going to IT and saying, can you support this? Do you have time for it? And if you, as a business person, goes to IT and says, this is going to be a year and a half long project. It's going to eat up a lot of your resources. You immediately are going to get crossed off the list. They're going to move on to the next thing where it is easier to deploy, manage, and support these tools going forward. So what, what the, the business teams have to do is they have to prove that there is a true ROI and the time to value is very short because you're not only going to make the, the allocation of the budget that much easier to get, but you're also going to tell your IT folks that, hey, you guys can do more in a short amount of time if you're looking at tools that have these pre-packaged um, features and functionality pieces that you don't have to go and recreate the wheel. You don't have to write your own scripts. You don't have to do all of your own mapping. If you can find a third-party tool that seamlessly integrates with your backend ERP system and is little effort to deploy. Well, fantastic. Uh, thank you both to Michael and Jeremy for being our guests today. It's very much appreciated. If you have any questions or are interested in Esker's Microsoft uh, FNO connector, check the links in the show notes. Uh, and as always, if you're interested in learning more about Esker, you can find us at esker.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you next time.